0: hello everybody and welcome to the web grad Cracker webinar with sse so today we're going to find out more about sse as an organization who they are what they do and what's on offer to you our stem students so sse has just gone live today really exciting about that excited about that and um, so they've got the degree apprenticeships they've got the placements and they've got the graduate opportunities and um, but there are still some more to come and um, which should be later from this week and um, into into next week and um, so what we're going to do is start with Amy. So hi Amy, um, could you tell the audience about you and also your role at SSE please?
1: Hi, Carla. Thank you so much. Um, So I'm Amy. I work within the recruitment team at SSE and look after early careers roles. So everything from apprentices um, to trainees, graduates and summer placements. So a really varied role and a, a really busy role as our early careers roles grow year on year.
0: I cannot believe, we're just having a chat before this webinar, I cannot believe how much SSE has grown over the last 10 years. I mean, we were just saying, I remember when you used to recruit maybe 10, 15 grads and now it's in the hundreds, is it?
1: Yes, so we just welcomed um, our 2023 intake of graduates into the business and there was 195 that joined us um, at the beginning of September. So um, it has grown massively over the last few years and especially just as we continue to grow as we um, work towards net zero, um, these roles are more important than ever yeah absolutely
0: so good time then to give um the audience an overview to who SSE is
1: so SSE um some people might have heard of us in Scotland we used to be um the Scottish Hydroelectric and in the south of England Southern Electric but we're now SSE um and we are the uk's one of our the uk's biggest um renewable energy suppliers and we are working um readily towards upgrading the electricity network across the uk um so that we can achieve our net zero goals so we have offices based in Perth, Glasgow and Reading are our main offices but also have offices around the UK um, in Aberdeen, Inverness, London, Portsmouth um, and um, Dublin and Belfast as well. Um, So we are working on a lot of projects um, around the UK so we have um, the world's largest offshore wind farm and UK's biggest um, onshore wind farm which is um, the Viking wind farm in Shetland um, but alongside all those renewable energy projects we also um, have to transmit and distribute electricity as well so that is our main business um, and all the work that goes into that means that we're growing um we're growing massively over the next few years with different projects and growing internationally as well, with projects now taking place in Spain, um, Japan, Australia. Um, so, really exciting times ahead at SSE.
0: Wow. Okay. So, you just mentioned about the international um, opportunities. Would they be open to graduates as well? Do they have room to be able to travel?
1: Yes. So, when graduates apply to the programme, we at the moment don't um, have international opportunities um, where you'll be based abroad but um, the projects as they're becoming international and um, our team do go out there so there is opportunity wow. that some graduates in particular roles that might be working on projects that are overseas and um, they'll have the opportunity to, to visit those locations and work on projects there so um, it's definitely something that's really growing and there'll be a lot more opportunity in the coming years for our graduates to travel and work overseas on different Projects.
0: Wow, watch this space, graduates, that'd be exciting for you yes. all. Um, yeah, so,
1: I'm hoping to go myself one day. Yeah, sorry, all Amy, I didn't mean to leave you
0: out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You just let's, out? Let's, let's all go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to go and plan ahead. Um, so, what we'll do now is just get to meet the grads who've joined us um, on the webinar today before looping back to Amy just to discuss about your opportunities that you've currently got open on Grad Cracker. Um, so Kayleigh, I'm going to start with you. Could you just tell us a little bit more about your background? So where you went to university, what you studied and your current role at SSE?
2: Sure. So I'm Kayleigh. I'm on the Corporate IT Grad Scheme. Um, so I had a bit of a career change over the last few years. So when I left school, I went to Sterling Uni and I studied law um, yeah. with all intentions of becoming a lawyer. Um, and then once I finished that degree in 2014, you need to do a postgrad to become a lawyer. And at the time I couldn't afford it. So I decided I would work for a couple of years, save up and then do it. Um, And I got a job in an IT department as an IT and telephony administrator. Um, Mm -hmm. And then within a year of that, I got the opportunity to do a degree apprenticeship in IT management. Um, And I realized that I really enjoyed what I was doing probably more than what I was when I was studying, um, and being able to work and study at the same time, I thought was kind of invaluable. Um, I managed to get a role within that workplace as the IT help desk manager, um, and that was a week before COVID hit, so that was definitely an interesting introduction to the kind of management side. Um, I completed that degree in 2021, um, and I knew I wanted to stay within IT, but I wasn't 100% sure where I wanted to go, so. Um, I thought that the, the graduate scheme would be a really good opportunity to be able to kind of try different things and see see where that took me. So here yeah. I am.
0: Here I am. Any regrets? Or are, you, are you happy with what you're doing? Are you happy to,
2: to move away from the last section still? I think I'm happy to move away from it. I think, depending on placements, I can maybe use both. So it may be oh, beneficial. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just need to see kind of where that where that takes me. But, yeah, no regrets.
0: Yeah, I think the, the link between... The commercial IT and then law and things like that, there, w- there will be some um, instances where you can use both. And it's good to have that other mindset as well, I suppose, isn't it? I mean, it always I comes in when you're kind of solving arguments in between your team. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks very much for that, Kelly. So, um, Isabel, on to you. Tell me a little bit more about your background. Okay. Hi.
3: So yeah, I'm as well. Um, and I've basically known since I was about ten years old that I wanted to be an engineer. Um, so when I finished school, I went to Strathclyde University, and I did a masters in mechanical and electrical engineering. Um, so I graduated in 2022, which means I did both my dissertation and my group project basically in the midst of COVID, which was quite the interesting experience. Um did my uh, project basically in subsea oil industry engineering so yeah. this wasn't quite what I expected to do Um, I always I'd go into the oil industry because I grew up in Aberdeen where kind of everything is the oil industry um, but yeah when I saw this opportunity uh, I jumped for it and yeah I'm so glad I did so I'm on the um, graduate program with Transmission as
0: a project engineer. Brilliant. We, we've spent a lot of time in Aberdeen with the oil and gas companies, haven't we, Jess? So it's, it's really good to hear that you wanted to be an engineer from such a young age and I can definitely understand why. Um, Dan, on to you. Tell us a bit more about you.
4: Yeah. Hello, I'm Dan. Um, so I'm a business and commercial graduate. Um, I have a degree from Cardiff University. Um, uh, my degree is in English language and communication. Um, and I graduated in 2018. Uh, when I graduated, I got started working in the TV and film industry um, and I worked on set for a while and then COVID hit and being a freelancer, there was no kind of roles and no kind of support there. So I started looking for and thinking of what, what's next. Um, I eventually became the general manager of a, a logistics and hire firm mm-hmm. that supported TV and film industry. But um, from, from that kind of stop down, I My interest was to to look elsewhere. So um, I got real keen um, passion for sustainability. And uh, so I applied for the SSE grad scheme um, last year and, and was successful. So that's kind of where my focus is, is in the sustainability, the ESG aspect of uh, this company.
0: Perfect. L- lots of different backgrounds there. And Dan, we're going to stay with you then to tell us about your top fact because I know that's linked to sustainability.
4: Yeah. So uh, I think the top fact I wanted to bring was that SSA Renewable specifically was the first company worldwide to launch a just transition strategy. Um, mm-hmm. And so that kind of encompasses that uh, as we move towards net zero, we're we'll bringing everybody with us. Um, and so that, you know, that we're, we're making sure that there's green jobs available for everyone and anyone who's interested in coming along this journey.
0: Perfect. And it makes you so proud, doesn't it, to be part of an organisation with such amazing goals and aspirations?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I I feel that in my day-to-day activities. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, Dan. And Kayleigh, tell us about your top fact.
2: Yeah, so I think for me, an interesting fact for students or for anyone thinking about joining SSE is the huge focus on inclusion and diversity and so we've got a huge number of belonging groups that you can get involved with depending on your interests so some examples include gender balance um, lgbtqia plus working families um, and health and well-being Um, and the aim is basically to bring people from right across the organization together and open up conversations about topics that are important to highlight Mm -hmm. Um, and i think it's always great to make changes and make a difference in the role that you're doing but having the additional opportunities for making a difference outside of that role um, especially if it's something that you're really passionate about and you get the networking opportunities is a, a massive positive especially if you're early in your career
0: yeah absolutely thank you very much and isabel tell me about your top fact so I suppose building on the discussion
3: earlier about how the company's growing so quickly um, in transmission, we just hired our 1500th colleague, which um, in comparison to 2012, when there were only 50 employees in the business, is an insane and really exciting amount of growth.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, I remember those days. Amy, <laughs> tell us all about the opportunities that SSE currently have opened now um, and are going to open in the future.
1: Lovely. Um, thank you. And it's always great to hear those facts. So thanks yes, everyone yes, yes. for sharing them. And that transmission, fact, I think is incredible and really yeah. demonstrates the growth that we're going. So that leads on nicely to the roles that we currently have live, which are um, predominantly the transmission business. So in the Grad Cracker Hub, you will see that we have at the moment live three um graduate roles so there is land consents and environment graduates and quantity surveying graduates for transmission so those roles are all based in the north so um, Aberdeen, Inverness, Glasgow and Perth and um, working on the projects that we have in our transmission business um, as we transmit the electricity we're producing from the north down to the south and so those are really exciting roles and really important and involved in a lot of really exciting projects and we also have our um, finance graduate program is currently open as well so that is going to be based in Perth and Glasgow so with the finance graduate program slightly different to the transmission one in that in the finance um, program you would work across the whole group so when I say the group I mean um, you know we've got transmission we've got distribution we've got renewables we've got thermal we've got energy businesses so this is the whole group and some roles are um, focused on just one area of that business so transmission for example and then um, the finance role you would work across all areas of the business so you wouldn't be assigned to to just one area. So that's our graduate roles that we've got live at the moment but we've also got some summer placement roles available for next summer for anybody that is still um, going to be continuing with their studies um, come September So a really broad range of opportunities within the transmission business again. So everything from IT and cybersecurity. Um, We have engineering, STEM and economics placements and we also have business marketing and law and engineering project management so a broad range um, in transmission so those roles are available for applying at the moment um, yeah. on the GradCracker cracker hub but um our other business areas will go live with their summer placements early next year so um if you aren't if you don't see your location there that you're considering for um your summer placement um, do return to the grad cracker hub in early 2024 because then there'll be um some more opportunities available across the full business and then we also have a couple of Um, degree apprenticeship roles available again in the transmission business. So they are based in Perth with study in Aberdeen. So we've got an IT graduate degree apprenticeship and a business management graduate degree apprenticeship. Now I appreciate that's a bit of a mouthful and um, the graduate and apprenticeship in the title can be confusing but essentially those roles are an apprentice position where you're actually studying um, for the degree while you're working so it's a mix of work-based learning and university attendance and at the end of that you, you would come out of that programme with a degree in that particular subject so a really great opportunity um, to earn while you learn um, so those are the roles we currently have live but coming um, to us the rest of the week and um, we will be posting on the grad cracker hub and um, all of our other graduate programs so we have our engineering program which covers the full business again so we have renewables thermal distribution um, transmission will be part of that as well and enterprise so Those roles um, offer a variety of opportunities across the UK and the Republic of Ireland. So you could be working in renewables um, on the Viking wind farm or... Um, working in an offshore position and you would rotate around the renewables business for the Mm -hmm. two-year programme so you would have exposure to all those projects. With our distribution programme very similar to transmission in that it's quite specific in the areas that you go to so you, you stay within a certain um, part of that area of the business so in distribution um, they're specifically looking for electrical engineering students um, because mm. the majority of the work they have there in the engineering is um, all about the electricity network so really great opportunities for electrical engineering students. Um, our thermal business um, this year they now have some operational engineering roles so if you like to be outside you want to be on site at a a power station then these roles are perfect for you Um, so really great opportunities in the first time that thermal our thermal business has actually distinguished between the engineers that are um, perhaps in more planning and office-based roles and then Mm -hmm. the engineers that actually are on site every day at, at our power plants. So those roles you'll find available in the likes of Peterhead, um, outside of Leeds and in Ireland as well um, at Great Island, which is our power station over in the Republic of Ireland. So some really great opportunities and different opportunities there. And our enterprise business also has um, very similar um, engineering positions to the, the areas renewables and distribution and transmission so if you're an engineering student there's a lot of opportunity there for um working on a variety of projects across the uk so you'll find more information on the gradcracker hub as those roles go live through the week then we'll also be posting our project management and commercial positions so project management um will cover a variety of engineering disciplines and more business-based so if you are an engineer and you are considering more of a commercially focused role then we have opportunities for you across all the business areas um, and that could be working in business development and tendering for for new projects and new um, opportunities for us then our um, community our commercial program again um, opportunities across the full business so you rotate around the different business areas there um, and then our IT graduate program which again will cover the UK and again you won't be assigned to a business area you'll rotate across everyone and those roles will all go live over the course of this week um, yeah. so you should keep an eye on the Grad Cracker Hub um, so that you can see when those roles go live. Um, yeah. And then again, summer placements and things will will be early next year. So I feel like that was a very long-winded answer. I can't
0: believe you could remember it all Amy that's what I was thinking thank you very much so yeah just just a couple of things to pick out there with, with what Amy just said Um so the, the graduate degree the graduate apprenticeships they are degree apprenticeships it's kind of interchangeable the terminology there um, but they do have opportunities which are currently live at the moment. and um, It's worth following SSE um, now, so if there's an opportunity that's going to come up in the next few months or into the new year, you will be alerted by email and push notification. Just conscious of time, I love Jess, so I'm going to hand over to you so we can speak about these fantastic journeys.
5: Brilliant. Okay, Kayleigh, I'm going to start with you because you're at the top of my list. Could you tell us a bit more about your role at SSE and a bit about the team and your journey so far?
2: Sure. So um, I've actually just started my third placement today. So I'll talk about my last placement because there's a bit more to talk about. Um, So my last placement was in the IT financial management office um, and I was a FinOps analyst. So Um, I was lucky enough that I was able to attend the FinOps Certified Practitioner course and gain that certification just as my placement started, which was a massive help. Um, So FinOps kind of focuses on cloud financial management and cultural changes within an organization as well. Um, And it allows teams to kind of best manage their cloud costs um, and increase collaboration between all the different teams. So engineering, finance, product teams, IT, right across the board. Um, So there tends to be teams within teams, and then there's a central FinOps team that then kind of helps with best practice and helps the teams kind of with faster product delivery and things. Um, There's three main phases, and the organizations work through those on a continual basis to ensure that reports are timely, they've got accountability for costs, they're making decisions based on value rather than cost. Um, And FinOps is brand new to SSE, so when I started my placement, it was... A great opportunity to see that rolling out straight from the start um, and I got to work with all of the different business units as we kind of rolled it out getting them to understand the assets that they've got the costs that they currently had um, and been able to network with huge amounts of people across so many different teams as well Um I also helped with setting up anomaly detection, which was new for SSE. So basically if costs spike, um, they get alerted straight away rather than having to wait till the invoice comes in at the end of the month and suddenly having huge costs to deal with. Um, so there's still a long way to go with FinOps. Um, it's very much at early stages, but it's a really exciting space to be in um, and being able to see that right from the stage it's at to where it could mature to is uh, exciting to see.
5: So is it an area, Kelly? if you decided once you've finished your next place and if you wanted to go
2: back into that team, could you? Yes. Yeah. Or you could. Yeah. Brilliant. Do your rotations and then at the end of that you kind of can choose where you felt you best fitted um and then possibly go into that role at that point. So you say
5: you've, you've got four rotations total. That was your third one. Would you consider going back to that one? Is that something that you think, oh, I'd like to 100%, see? hundred percent.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> I really enjoyed like that it. one.
5: <laughs> so then is that all internal costs that you're looking at Then It's not kind of vector cost to the customer or it's, anything? No,
2: it's all internal cloud costs for
5: all the business units. I see. So, in terms of the teams, then, is that because you said obviously there's quite a bit of crossover in terms of networking with wider groups, but on a day to day, is it quite a small
2: team? Is it a large team that you work with? What, what's that look like? Yeah. So, in that team, there was me and then one other. The Finop oh, really? Specialist. Yeah. There was just, oh, a wow. Team. So, um, like I said, it's really new. So, the, the FinOps specialist only joined in January. Um, so, it was mm-hmm. kind of straight from the get go. We started right. working on that. Um, But obviously the move to the cloud is huge for any business so yeah. we can only kind of see it growing and and being able to build a bigger team to to support all the business units. I can
5: imagine then because you've 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 almost started it it's just you and someone else in the team I bet you kind of almost feel like it's your project it's your team. <laughs> all the little <laughs> projects kind of
2: go together and it ends yeah. up the whole thing yeah definitely
5: so in terms of where you've just started then today so I know you can't tell us too much because like you say what is it a couple of hours in yep. <laughs> um, so what's life like at this new new kind of placement what what, what are you doing and what you're going to be hopefully doing over the next couple of months
2: so my next role is a supplier and contract management analyst um, and okay. so I'm kind of hoping I mentioned like my legal background I'm kind of hoping it will mm-hmm. combine the two um So literally just started today, but it's looking at contract management across. It's a central team again, so it's across all of the the business units, looking at any kind of contract renewals we have and looking at how we can can best get those over the line and things. So, and um, but there is again, it's a really small team, so it's me and two other people. So,
5: <laughs> so you be doing that then a lot because you said a lot of them are best. The two are best down south, so you'll be doing a lot Zoom calling, Teams calling, and. Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> we already have this morning.
5: <laughs> I have you. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of transferable skills, because this is something, you know, when I'm uh, speaking to students that, you know, thinking about the next steps of their career and what they should be doing. This is where transferable skills come in massively, don't they? And I think, Kayleigh, you're a perfect example of that, of having thinking, at, you know, early stage in your life that you were going to do one thing and then now, th- you know, doing this. And seeing those skills then come into play now. So, you know, something that I'm saying to students is, you don't don't worry when you are applying for an opportunity that you don't have a CV full of relevant work experience. So, yeah, in terms of those skills that you've got, you obviously, like you've said, can really see that they're going to come into play in the next couple of weeks and months. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of any other skills, you know, in, would you say that you've learned so far in your placement? Have you? Do you feel like they've, you know, ssc have helped you kind of enhance any of those skills have you kind of had any training development so far
2: yeah definitely i think in terms of like the transferable skills anything around networking communication they're all big ones that will help with any placement that you're in um i'm not from an it background and i think if anyone probably asked me 10 years ago if i was going to be in an it role nobody would have thought that i would (laughs) um so it's just been able to kind of take what you've learned through either your working life or uni life and just seeing how you can can apply it and a lot of it is around that networking communication negotiation all that kind of stuff Um, and rather than for me the the technical it skills which isn't my strength um, but having the opportunities to be able to still build on those Mm. um, as you're working through kind of broadens broadens everything broadens your own knowledge and skills as well
5: and Kili, is there is there much support there, you know, in, in terms of new coding languages, you know, whatever it may be, and that, that technical knowledge, if you did feel like you were lacking in anything, do you feel like there is that support there? You could put your hand up and say, I need some extra help on this
2: or I need to learn something additional. Can you support me on it? Definitely both the internal support. So in terms of the teams that you work in. There's teams within teams, so you've got a much wider kind of network. So the, the wider team that I'm in, I think there's around about fifty or sixty people in different teams within that. Um, but everyone still kind of talks on a regular basis, and we have quarterly planning sessions where everybody's in the same room, which is nice. Uh, yeah. And then the opportunity for kind of formal learning and things as well. So I've done, I think, three or four courses since I started around, somewhere around project management, and then the the FinOps certified practitioner one as well Um, so there's always opportunities there if it's something that you feel will help with your role Mm
1: -hmm. then
2: there's always that kind of support and backing to do it yeah brilliant that's great thanks kaylee
5: isabel i'm going to come to you next with a similar kind of question in terms of you could just introduce us a bit more to your role and what you've been up to so
3: far at SAC. Yeah so um, my graduate program is slightly different so I'm on project engineering graduate within transmission and um, so my I have a home placement which is project engineering which is what I'll go back to when I finish the graduate program and then I have a number of placements across the business which gives me an idea of basically how the different departments work together um, and kind of understanding yeah how it all comes together and um, so I started off in project engineering and uh, as a substation engineer. So I've basically been looking at how you design substations, um, 132, 275 and 400 kV. So within my team in project engineering, um, I've been working on um, the Western Isles, so that's, that's my patch. So I've been um, working on substations on the Western Isles with my team. And while I'm on my placements, I'm still continuing work on that so that when I finish in two years, well, in a year's time now, um, I'll be ready to go um, and to get back into my team. Then other work, I've been doing a lot of innovation work, which has been really exciting. So looking into noise mitigation of overhead lines um, and a little bit of substations as well. So. I had the opportunity actually in May to go out to Austria to Graz University um, to do some really exciting testing uh, on conductors. So it's very much industry first testing. Um, we've been able to write a paper on it. So it's been some really exciting work on the innovation side. And then in terms of placements, I've just finished placement in project development um, and I'll be starting with cyber risk next week, which I'm quite looking forward to. So yeah, I've I've been doing lots it's been been really really busy but it's been so exciting a lot of variety so next cyber risk
5: compared to where you know like you say home placement completely different again in terms of um that support and the option where you can go next how does that play out for you then
3: Isabel do you know where you're going to be going next in terms of your next placement or yeah so we we got given kind of a base plan when we started um of kind of the different departments that they thought would be a good fit so uh, project development and system planning are really good ones for us just because they feed into what we do um, within project engineering so they're quite useful ones to do Um, and I've also had the opportunity to kind of look at the areas of the business that I want to do so one of the placements I'm looking to do is with environment and consents for example because that's a team that project work project engineering work like alongside a lot so getting that kind of knowledge of how they work so that we can work best with them is really important to me so while we have a base plan like there's there's scope for you to kind of have a look at the business and decide what you want to do and what you think is best for your kind of program
5: do you with that mindset then going back to your original kind of home project so once you've finished you'll be going back there so the next projects that you're picking are you doing that with the intention of knowing what you're going to end up doing in the you know once you've finished the program so this is your time now to really gain as much experience as, as possible
3: yeah yeah so a lot of it's me trying to understand how the different business areas feed into what we do um, and trying to understand like how when I go back to my home placement and I start working as a project engineer, like how best can I work with these departments to kind of optimize the process um, that we go through. Brilliant. That's that's really interesting, isn't it? That you're gaining
5: that experience now. And this is a massive benefit of doing a. Um... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, doing a program because you're getting that kind of bird's eye view of the business, creating all this knowledge now, and then when you can hit the ground running once you're finished. So, in terms of um, you mentioned right from the beginning, and I just wanted to ask, so I hope you don't mind why did you originally want to become an engineer? You said you were inspired from a really young age, and what was that inspiration, if you don't mind me asking?
3: So, I really enjoyed maths and sciences when I was younger, um, okay. but then actually. My parents took me to the Krookan power station, um, the power station under the mountain, which uh, I believe at the time used to be owned um, by SSE. And so that probably was one of my first, like that big hydro scheme was probably one of my first exposures to engineering. And it was just, it was so exciting to see something like that. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that I wanted to get into engineering. So yeah, I think that was the main driver is just yeah the cool stuff like that
5: oh it's really really
3: good yeah really inspiring
5: thanks isabel dan i'm going to come to you next same question if that's okay if you could just tell us more a bit about your role at the moment and what you've been up to
4: yeah so uh i'm a business and commercial grad uh we do six month placements over the two years so i do four placements uh they i'm currently in my third one um in the sustainability team in renewables um which uh surprise surprise is what i'm really enjoying yeah. uh yeah so uh i my focus is specifically on the supply chain so we engage with um our tier one suppliers um trying to ensure that they um uh you know keeping sustainability in mind within their kind of their everyday activities, um, and what's really good about my uh, the sustainability team in renewables is we look over the whole project uh, pathway, so, you know, we I'm, I'm speaking to projects that are currently in planning um, and also working with the projects that are being built and are in construction, um, so it's a really good way for me to kind of get a real insight into the different projects that are being, uh, that are in the pipeline.
5: Absolutely. So, why sustainability for you, Dan? You know, and why do you think SSE was going to deliver that um, kind of passion for you?
4: I think I, I come from South Wales, um, which is a place uh, that definitely was affected with the the coal mine closures, mm-hmm. um, and so I my a big drive of me is that the the this S in ESG this.
0: I don't know if Dan's frozen for everyone else, but... It's frozen and it sounds gone. Maybe we'll loop back to Dan. It's okay. gone off. Oh, and apologies.
4: Were... Did I go off then? Yeah,
0: no, you're back. Yeah, you're you're back. Back. OK, back. Back. OK. We, we, got, we got to South Wales in the coal. Sure, yeah, so it. I'm
4: from South Wales. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, when the coal mines were kind of closed down, uh, there was a lot of people without jobs um, and the that kind of economy just kind of collapsed. Uh, mm. and the, I'm really focused on the, the S within ESG, so that's, that's there's a social aspect, and um, mm. wanted to make sure that everyone, you know, um, can, can have a career in the future, and, you know, everyone's brought along on that journey for economy. So that, that kind of, I, I really like that about sustainability, mm. that it's not, it's not just about carbon reduction, and it's not just about, you know, making sure that we, um, you know, our emissions are reduced, but it's also about that social aspect. Um, And that's kind of what, yeah, really, that's that's what I really like.
5: Yeah, definitely. Amy, do you know, this definitely seems to be a running theme. Everyone's got a passion for a certain, you know, aspect of either the business or, you know, in their personal life. And that's what drew them to SSE. So just thinking from for the students that are thinking about applying to SSE. Do you like to see these stories in an application? Do you like to see the passion? And is it something that you would encourage anyone who's thinking about applying to mention?
1: Absolutely, I think um that's really key. I think everyone that I work alongside in SSE has passion, and we all have the same end goal, regardless of what your role in the business is. The end goal is net zero, and I think that's such an important um an important goal for us. So mm-hmm. our assessors really really like to see that the passions there that candidates understand the business in the future and where their role might might take them you know you don't have to be an engineer to be involved in that journey and I think that's really key And um, so yeah we absolutely love to see that we like to see that candidates have really um understood what ssc is about and what what our culture is and they're passionate about that so yeah definitely research the company and f- see where you fit you know um a lot of people might think that it's just renewables but there's so much more to to the whole the whole journey so yeah passion
5: mm-hmm. is key it is it just it just seems like a running theme so mm-hmm. yes definitely mention that. and <laughs> um, Dan, i'm going to stay with you if that's okay talk a bit more about the projects then that you've been involved in so far if that's okay
4: Yeah, no problem. So uh, my first placement, uh, I worked uh, on the world's largest wind farm, Dogger Bank. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was in the finance team there and that was really exciting uh, because I was I was there while they were just about to start construction. Um, And so it was a really exciting time. And it was obviously the first time that I kind of had any experience in that. So it was a really great way for me to really jump in um, and get involved. Um, And obviously really great to kind of see how a project that large, um, the finance is considered and Mm -hmm. all all the different avenues of that. Uh, And then in my second placement, I worked in the energy customer solutions business. Um, So I'm based here in Belfast. um, And here we've got our customer facing business still where we supply electricity and gas to to, uh, the domestic customers. So I focused on innovation within that team. Uh, within that company and that was really exciting uh, looking at you know the demand flexibility service that's in Great Britain um, and that what ESPN is kind of trying to replicate here Um, and that was really exciting because it it, it related to my everyday activities. I now know you know if I put the oven on at five o'clock it's going to Put a constraint on the system, and yeah. um yeah, it was it was really interesting. I really enjoyed that, and something that I didn't expect is exactly like Amy said. There's you know it's not just renewables. There's mm. uh, I I really really enjoyed working for ECS um, and getting that different insight into something else.
5: Yeah, it sounds really interesting. just a couple of thoughts there, Dan. Just whilst you know you've spoke about. It. So you said you were born in South Wales. Yeah. Now you're in Belfast. Yeah. You moved then for this particular role
4: no i no, okay. i, I didn't no i didn't move um it just so happened that it you know there's a base here um and it, it worked out well it, yeah. it it's really allowed me to you know i go down to dublin quite frequently and I, I you know it's it's great to have that kind of experience um but it also doesn't limit me being yeah. here um yeah. you know i i frequently go over to the headquarters and you know the glasgow office etc as well so there's a lot of travel but it, it it's worth it 100% yeah.
5: And that's really, really good. There's that option to travel as well. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you something else and I've forgotten it now.
4: Oh. Come back to it. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Do you know, it'll be like a midnight thought and I'm like, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask you. And it wasn't about doing the washing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Sorry,
5: Dan. My mind just gone blank. Um, so in terms of any other projects then, so you've, what's the kind of future um, placement looking like? What have you got next?
4: Sure. So uh, I, I'm not sure yet what my sure. my, my next placement is. Um, similar to kind of what the guys have already said. Um, I'm now thinking, you know, I, I've got one placement left before I roll off the scheme mm-hmm. and I want to uh, definitely ensure that uh, what what I do next focuses on what I think I want to do. Where, mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking that I, I want to use this opportunity to get a full rounded view of the energy industry in the markets mm-hmm. that um, you might not get uh in you know with a full-time role you might not get the opportunity to move around different business units and um try different things out and it's not a problem if you're not uh you know you're not an engineer or you're not a, a, an accountant mm-hmm. or anything like that you can really um try there's no judgment here everyone's really willing to help uh, really to um take you on their path and and help you out uh that, and that, that's my experience
5: you just remind me of the question because you know you were saying originally about you know coming from like um, a media kind of background. Yeah. Now working in this environment, you know, you're saying that starting off and being involved in these wind farms, these massive engineering projects, was there any reservations thinking, do I know enough?
4: Have I got a good hundred percent technical
5: knowledge? you yeah. finance background. Is it going to be all right?
4: No, 100%. And definitely, uh, you know, every day is different. Uh, but every day you also want to take it as a school day. Every day is uh, an opportunity to learn. Um, yeah. You get within the scheme, you get allocated time to, you know, do that research and, you know, build your portfolio and your understanding. There's definitely a lot of opportunities to do that and to speak to people who are in the know. You know, yeah. you're exposed to that um and uh, like Kaylee said that there is training available as well so I've done like a finance training throughout my scheme um I also uh did a course at Queen's University um under digital innovation so it and SSE supported me through that uh that I although I could have definitely sank but I feel like I'm swimming so oh. um and that's from you know from the support that the company's given me
5: oh wow well yeah again great that's such again a great reflection of sse as a business you know they are supporting you and not letting you sink um, and yeah. well done for that and um, isabel going to come to you because obviously with more of a, a technical back- background i think a lot of our audience will be interested to hear about your projects and what you've been working on so
3: yeah tell us more a bit about your projects yeah um so in terms of project engineering which is kind of my base placement uh as i mentioned i'm in the western isles so that's kind of my area i'm within the western region and very specifically western isles and sky um so at the moment i'm the substation engineer for stornoway wind farm which is one of the new wind farms connecting in um on the Western Isles. I'm also part of the team that are bringing the new HVDC switching station on the Western Isles, which is quite an exciting project. So we deal, my team, we deal with the AC side. Um, We have a designated, well, yeah, uh, HVDC team that do all the DC side um, and project engineering. We focus on the AC side. So I'm also part of the team that are uh, bringing that, which is uh, really exciting. There's quite a lot of wind farms on the Western Isles there's wind farms joining everywhere and so that seems to be what we're connecting at the moment lots of wind farms and lots of battery schemes Um, that's kind of what we're connecting so yeah especially on the Western Isles it's all onshore and offshore wind farms so doing the substations for that yeah yeah, that's probably the main
5: thing between the onshore and offshore in terms Um,
3: of they're fairly similar yeah Yeah. so obviously like for offshore you have the cables that are coming into the substation but in terms of the bit that we do they the wind farms normally their point of connection is at a substation right so they normally have their kind of 33 kv um switching gear and transformers and then that's the 33 to 132 kV transformer. And then our switch is the 132 kV work. So that's normally where your point of connection is. Mm-hmm. So whether it's onshore or offshore, it's normally a similar point of connection. It's at that substation. So it's it's fairly similar for us, to be honest. And um, there's a huge amount of difference when it comes to the actual substations and the overhead lines build. Interesting. In terms of, do you store?
5: The energy there as well or does it go straight onto the grid
3: no it goes straight onto the grid so we don't have any storage there are some wind farms that when they connect in they also have battery storage yeah um but obviously that's part of their offer so some offers will come in and it will be import and export um okay. and that's that's their thing we just connect them to the network
5: mm-hmm. interesting and how big is this is the the sub
3: um so they're quite large. <laughs> um it depends which one you're asking about. So the Stornoway wind farm one that would be quite yes, small because that that's just your yeah, so that it just has um your circuit breakers and your disconnectors. So it's quite small. It doesn't have any big transformers. Whereas um if you're looking at say the big ACDC switching station that we've got that's absolutely massive because mm. you've got you've got your big 400 to 132 kV transformers and um, you've got all the the switch gear that comes along with that so that has quite a sizable footprint Um, so that's probably one of the challenges I think certainly on the Western Isles for yeah. us um, is the infrastructure it's amazing that we're getting all this new renewable energy it's just trying to connect it to the network is an interesting challenge that we're having to face at the moment and
5: how exciting for someone you know just starting out in their career that you're working on this kind of project you know imagine where you yeah. 10 years time 20 years time and what you're going to be working it is,
3: it's it's really cool like okay. I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I applied for this job you know but it's it's honestly been such a ride so far it's been really exciting and obviously because we're an off-gem regulated business we know what we're going to be doing for like the next 10 to 15 years we know all the projects that we're going to be connecting to the network and yeah it's really exciting to be a part of that
5: yeah definitely
3: but Isabel you know it
5: sounds that like you've already been there 10 years I just
3: away. keep saying yes to everything I just love it I'm just whenever someone says oh do you want to join in with this I'm like yes let's do it. <laughs> How do you manage your time? Um, I, I definitely so I time block my calendar a lot because yeah. so I, I'm doing the project engineering work I'm doing the innovation work with the noise mitigation and I'm doing my placements alongside that so I time block my calendar a lot so a lot of the time you'll see on my calendar that I have a lot of appointments and it's not actually meetings or anything I just time block different parts of my week to do the kind of the different parts of my job so that I make sure I give enough time for everything
5: yeah time management
3: you're good at that Carla you're
5: good at that no not <laughs> <laughs> i love you but, <laughs> <laughs> but no that's like, that's a really good skill to have because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great seeing yes that yeah you've got to make sure that you you know you can give yourself time to do the job properly, which mm. is really really good. So well done Isabel for that. And um, so we're gonna slightly come away because I think we've kind of talked a bit about the future, haven't we? I feel like we've covered that slightly and what that's mm. gonna look like for you all. So I'm gonna come away from the day job and just talk a bit about extracurricular activities that you've been involved in. And again, just for any students that are thinking about applying to SSE, you know, what's it you know, really like in terms of networking and how you, you can meet everyone and things like that. So clearly, I'm gonna to come to you. Um, if you could tell us a bit about any extracurricular activities that you've been up to whilst at SSE?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I mentioned earlier on about the belonging groups and the, the great opportunities that are there to meet new people and things. Um, I'm actually involved in the SSE Women in Tech group. Okay, cool. um, So every woman in tech focuses on kind of gender parity in the workplace um, and focuses on specifically the tech industry. Um, it provides kind of sessions and content that can help with your career and brings together a group of people globally um, to be able to do that and support each other. Mm -hmm. So earlier this year, I think it was March, um, I had the opportunity to attend the Every Woman Tech Conference in London. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was an amazing opportunity. There was about 50 of us from SSE that went down. Um, We got to listen to some great speakers. Um, There was panelists that were discussing a huge range of topics from kind of AI to security to sustainability and kind of everything else in between. Um, And there was kind of two standout sessions for me. So one was how to be unafraid of failure, which was looking at perfectionism, imposter syndrome, and how you can kind of deal with those. Um, And there was a closing speech from a woman called Charlie Blackwell-Thompson, who works at NASA. Um, And she was the director that was involved in the Artemis launch. Um, And it was just so many fascinating insights into what was involved in that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What females can do in the IT space as well, which was definitely inspiring for me um, and yeah. so that's one kind of extracurricular activity that I definitely enjoy and want to continue being involved with oh that sounds really impressive and again you know it's, it's
5: great that SSE are offering that you know encouraging that and you know and putting you in front of people like that as well how inspiring yeah. wow and <laughs> um, Dan going to come to you similar kind of question any extracurricular activities you've been involved in
4: uh I would say the the thing that i thought about was when you asked that question was that the, the, in Belfast we've got a good grad community so there's there's mm-hmm. eight of us now that we kind of work together um we're not on the same scheme we're not on the same placements uh, but we work together to kind of uh ensure that you know belfast office is uh we you know this week we're doing the inclusion and diversity week mm-hmm. um we uh, we went to the business and community awards um and submitted SSE as SSC as, uh, for, as a nominee um we do a lot of kind of engagement in that kind of space we do we we're, we're trying to set up a um SSC offers you a, a what's it called um uh, a volunteer day you offers okay. yeah. offers you a volunteer day so uh we're trying to set up like a group volunteer day oh, that we right. can all go together um yeah so it the, i think that's kind of the the extracurricular activities that that we are able to do as a community is really good mm-hmm. so yeah good.
5: absolutely love it and then isabel you kind of mentioned a bit um something that you do it's kind of maybe not extracurricular but part of your role is you're a buddy aren't you
3: yeah um, so I had the opportunity to buddy one of the new graduates that's coming this year mm. um, so that's just kind of meant being like a helpful face around the office kind of asking any questions just general stuff that they don't want to talk to their manager to Um. I've also kind of brought her under my wing a little bit bringing her into the noise team Um, so she's kind of helping us with all the noise mitigation work now so yeah it's been really nice to you know kind of give back to the graduates since I remember exactly how it felt last year when we were in their position so yeah it's been really nice. Yeah, that's really good. And we were
5: say, saying earlier about, you know, the kind of questions that you get asked and, you know, Kayla, you mentioned some of it's just, you know, when can I come into work? You know, what day should I be coming mm-hmm. in and stuff like that. So it's just nice to have that familiar face about and, you know, have that, you know, feel like you've got that support and you can, you know, sometimes you feel like it's a silly question, but it's not, is it? You know, to have that face we can ask. So absolutely. <laughs> so um, I think we're going to come back to you, Amy and Carla, on the process
0: yeah well i just stay to say, stick with the grads for a moment and just to get your hints and tips so I'm just probably staying with you isabel what what kind of hint or tip would you give students and thinking and um, about a career at sse or during the application process um oh
3: that's
0: quite a difficult one um <laughs> probably
3: <laughs> do do your research um so understand what it is that you're looking to get into and kind of which part of the business that you want to get into you know it's such a large company and there are so many different parts of the business and as we keep saying it's not just renewables like there are also the other amazing parts of the business so definitely have a look into it and understand which bits that you're interested in
0: I think okay thank you what would you say Kaylee? any any hints and tips
2: um, probably echo that as well. Um, but in terms of, you know, once you've started, just make sure you're networking um, and putting yeah. that knowledge. So take any opportunities you can to meet as many people as you can, um, yeah. especially kind of early in your career when you maybe aren't sure exactly where you want to go. Being able to know who you can talk to tends yeah. to be the, the way to go.
0: Yeah, perfect. Dan, I'm guessing that you'd, you'd agree? the girls
4: yeah completely echo yeah. uh yeah definitely have a willingness to learn keep you yeah. know keep asking questions um and build your community so that you you can bounce ideas off each other
0: yeah, yeah perfect and i think again another good place to understand people's journeys is on the ssc hub on GradCracker, and they've got lots of our people profiles so if you're not too sure yet what you wanted to do and um, go and have a look at those profiles They're from different backgrounds going into different streams so it's well worth a look Um, So Amy, I am going to come back to you now (laughs) and tell us all about the recruitment process, please.
1: Thank you, Carla. So um, if you're looking to apply, you've reviewed all of the profiles on our hub on Gradcracker um, and you see the role you want to apply for. We ask you to complete a short application form and submit your CV. When you submit your application, you have to select the business area and role that you're applying for. So key to that is just really doing your research to see what business area that you're looking to apply for. um, Because as, as I've mentioned, there's a lot Um, And lots of different opportunities within them. And then, following that, within about a week um, of your application um, or immediately, depending on the time frame, um, you'll be invited to complete some online testing. So, we do two tests. There is um, a situational judgment test, which is built around the behaviours we would expect our graduates to demonstrate and the sort of situations that we would expect them to to be exposed to while we're on the graduate program and then there is a ability test which is a little bit more mathematical um, and it measures your deductive and inductive reasoning skills and um, so we do those two tests and then when all of our applications close at the end of October um, or the end at the start of November um, there's some variation on the closing date so just keep mm-hmm. an eye on that um, our business areas then review those applications so we would expect mid-November time you would be invited if successful to complete a short video interview so it's a pre-recorded video interview and um, so you can do that in your own time and um, you've got a nice quiet space and you can focus on it there's um, four or five questions included there and then following that once the business has had the opportunity to review um, the video submissions we would then invite you to the final stage so mm-hmm. our intention is that Um, some assessment centres will be early December and those will go on till the end of January um, early February time and depending on the business area that you have applied for it will either be an in-person assessment or will be virtual but all graduates applying for all programmes will um, participate in the same exercises at the assessment centre so there's a group exercise there's a presentation and that's based around the program that you've applied for and then there's an interview. So um, there's three parts to that and then we try and make the offers as soon as possible following that. Um, And just a key thing to highlight as part of the recruitment process, um, we are open to making reasonable adjustments throughout the process um, all we ask is that you contact us before you complete any online testing or video interviews because unfortunately we can't make those adjustments once you've submitted them. So you'll find all of our details on the job adverts and on the invites that we issue. Um, Just asking that if you do require any adjustments to the recruitment process, then please contact us so we can make those for you. Um, And another key tip I have for the application process is to make sure that you um, mark our emails as um, a safe sender so that they don't end up in your junk email because deadlines are very important throughout that process so make sure that once you apply you add us to your safe list and then you're aware of the deadlines that are coming up throughout that process because you know it's a busy few months and um, there's a lot that goes into it so yes those that's the recruitment process and my tips for success. There, <laughs> good, good
0: show. Thanks, Amy. And um, and just when you were talking about the application process, can can students apply to more than one opportunity, or do they really need to be careful with which one they want to apply for? Because there, there's only one. <laughs>
1: Ideally, we would recommend that you apply for one and you make one yeah. good application and you're focused on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because we have such a variety of roles. So for you to be able to demonstrate that you're really interested and you see your career developing in that particular area, we would recommend that you apply for one role and then you're applying for the the right role. Mm -hmm. Often, though, um, you know, people do apply for more. But also, there is a question on the application form, if you would be willing to be considered by the other business areas. And if you tick yes, then if we have other opportunities that, that we think would suit you, then we will contact you and ask if you'd be interested. And then, put you forward for that so we do we do try and um, try and you know move people if if we think we can accommodate them elsewhere we think they've got the skills and the experience that we're looking for in other roles so I would always recommend that you apply for one specific program to really demonstrate that that is what you're interested in Um, and you know if you apply for commercial and engineering then it's really confusing for the assessors to understand where your passion lies
0: Perfect I was just going to mention that word again and you've hit me through (laughs) (laughs)
1: through it I was going to mention passion just make sure you're
0: telling me how passionate you are about the options that you're applying for um, perfect. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. And um, just again, just to reiterate key messages throughout the webinar. So there are some SSE opportunities live on the Grad Cracker Hub at the moment. So go and have a look. Um, but don't forget, there's going to be more being added um, over the next couple of days and into next week as well. So have a look today. It's worth for an SSE to then be um, alerted when they do open up their other opportunities. And um, join me and Jessica on Thursday, Well, we'll be joined by Centrica. Um, but today, thank you very much for, for joining us and good luck with your applications. Thank, thank you, so you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank bye bye. Bye bye.